Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to this week's self-love podcast, the quickie this week. I've been asked a number of times, not only how is Danny doing, but I think as you'll find as the world is in such a crazy, surreal, quite bizarre space right now, I've also realized that this whole COVID um, experience and what it's creating is quite a lot of stress for a lot of people and particularly with everyone asking about my dear hubby and obviously a few of you have been asking how I am. Just got off the phone to speaking to him now that the games have all been cancelled and now it's a case of how we get them home. And I just sat here pondering, you know, with all the beautiful texts that we've been getting, just exactly how this whole stress can sit with so many people. We're not the only ones affected by this by any means, and certainly not in the worst situation. My hubby is in a safe bio bubble. I'm sure it will work itself out. But I got asked this evening, how do I handle the stress of it? And I just thought, you know what, maybe I just speak my thoughts into the self-love quickie because I thought, if anything, being real and raw about what's going on around the world, I've got actually no idea. I don't know how real or big or bad or how intense or how long COVID's going to be around. I also don't know if vaccination is the right way to go. I don't know if it's not the right, right way to go. I've got my personal feelings on what's happening. There's some interesting conspiracy theories. There's some amazing, incredibly clever people giving such amazing insights into what they believe is going on either at a physical level or even esoteric, maybe spiritual, maybe intellectual, maybe emotional levels. I don't know. But what I do know is that the most important thing I can be doing, regardless of what's going on all and around me, is to contain myself, to keep myself as stress-free as possible, to do the best that I can do to make my family feel safe, to be there for my clients, to be there for you, the beautiful listener who tunes in to hearing my little pearls of wisdom, but also the incredible souls that we get to interview on the show and I just thought, you know what, for, for so many of us, it's it's stressful no matter what. And it just depends on how we engage with it as to the level of stress or the impact that that stress can have on us. And I was just thinking, you know, in all my research and all my years of knowing and understanding, what I do know about stress is that we know that when we feel stressed, it comes from deep within the hypothalamus part of the brain. And it also, the part that processes emotions, memories, basic feelings and desires, such as hunger, thirst, anger, panic and pain. And it processes both physical and emotional sensations. So it makes sense then that an event which threatens your sense of confidence or security, like COVID, or your health, or like losing your job or receiving news that your child is in trouble, or anything that can throw your body into the same response as a broken bone or a near-miss accident. It's incredible, right? 
And I know that when the body is stressed, we release different hormones, which are particularly and most commonly cortisol and adrenaline, both of which we know raises blood pressure, interferes with our sex hormones if they're around for too long. And they can make you feel as though your heart is just completely pounding in your chest. And for some people, that is constant. And when we're nervous or anxious or worried or stressed, however way you want to say it, the blood flow to the digestive system is reduced and blood supply to muscles is increased, which of course this can cause neck ache, nausea, headaches, knotted stomach feeling. And we also know that adrenaline releases the, or stimulates the release of things like glucose and essential fatty acids into the bloodstream so that we can refuel the muscles to maximize reflexes as if we're about to get ready for fight or flight. But as blood pressure increases, breathing becomes shallow. But then again, once the stressful situation is over, our body is so freaking remarkable, it returns to normal. But I guess it's the long-term stress that can take hold and upset the body's normal rhythms. And this is what makes it especially hard to bounce back. And I know as I try and control my levels of reaction to what I see or hear occasionally, if I ever turn the news on or if I get news or information from people messaging me or Facebook posts or Instagram posts or, you know, tweets from different cricketers or players involved in particular in our world in the, in the IPL. And I feel that if I keep watching the news or if I kept, you know, reading into every message or if I was really worried um, or was driven by fear, this would be a pretty scary place to be. And I suppose for me, where I come through and how I get through moments of challenge or stress like this, I remember thinking back to when Danny phoned me one day out of the blue. He was in, I think it was Pakistan, and I had no idea, but a terrorist attack had gone off and a bomb had exploded, killing quite a few people. And it was right outside the New Zealand Cricket Hotel. And it was a fascinating thing around timing and thoughts and I don't know, what was it? My kids were little. And so it was very difficult for me to even imagine what Danny was going through. But I remember getting this phone call as I was driving to pick the kids up from daycare. And I remember Danny, he was puffing and panting and and just really stressed. But I thought he was just in the loo or something with deli belly or some sort of, you know, tummy upset. And he then got through to me that a bomb had gone off, but he was safe and it was about to go out to all the news channels. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, it's okay. I'll be okay. He'll be okay. That's fine. But I remember him saying, please make sure you ring mum and gran and your mum and, you know, just, just let everyone know I'm okay. Now, unbeknown to me, Danny has a very, he's quite ritualistic. He likes to do things a certain way. And particularly when he was playing or traveling, he'd always get to a hotel room, unpack his bags a certain way, put towels on the floor in the bathroom. He'll hang his clothes or at that point his jockstrap and his uniform and all the things that he was doing as a cricketer. But that ritual may have solved, you know, saved his life on this particular day because what Danny does when he's in a hotel room on match days or leading up to trainings or whatever is he'd open the curtains of the morning, look out the windows, look at the sky, see what the weather was doing, notice if there was any moisture in the air. I guess all the things you do as a 
as a fast bowler, I, I imagine. And then he puts a towel down on the floor in his room and he'll do his sit-ups and his stretches and his quads and his back and all the things that he does. It's, a, it's about a 15, 20-minute ritual. Well, this particular day, he had gotten up, he had opened the blinds, looked outside. It was a normal day in Pakistan. And then he'd placed his towel down. But between the beds, must have been the room was smaller or something, but he had the towel between the two beds that were in his room. And as he was doing his, his sit-ups, his little routine, his stretches, this massive bang went off and his whole window came in, smashed and crashed all over the bed. And and obviously he was on the floor and between the beds and, and was very safe from that. And, you know, a hell of a fright, as you can imagine. And he was with Jeff Thompson, an Australian, former Australian cricketer, who rang him immediately and said, grab your passports, uh, grab your passport, we've got to get out of here. And apparently the two of them basically went running through the hotel. I mean, you didn't know how bad that the hotel was damaged. There was just, you can imagine, it was mayhem, had no idea. But as he was running and getting down past the area where they just had breakfast, he, you know, there was a lot of you know, mayhem and sadness and bodies and it was just horrific. And that's when he rang me. But he also knew that there was a number of media there, you know, covering the cricket team. So he wanted to make sure that I knew ahead of everybody before it came out on the news that he was safe because you can imagine not knowing and just hearing it on the news. So I proceeded to ring his mum was the first one I rang and I, I just took a deep breath and as I heard beautiful Sandy's voice, she just said hello and as soon as I heard her voice, I didn't mean to, but I just burst into tears and just said, and she was going, it's all right, it's all right. And I said, you know, a bomb's gone off and Danny's over there and he's in the middle of it and he's just said, it's awful. And she said, it's all right, it's all right. And she calmed me down so beautifully. And and then I'll never forget it. She said, you know, I've seen Danny's lifeline. It's very long. Everything's good. She's so spiritual. She was so pragmatic. She was so gentle. And it was like, yeah, I calmed myself down and hung up. And she proceeded apparently then to to, to go into a bit of shock and and maybe even cry herself, but, you know, maybe even panic slightly. But she was so good for me. And the next call I made was to Danny's grandmother, Bopsy, we called her, and she answered the phone. She was a heavy smoker and drinker, as in, you know, she loved her whiskey, but she was just a very strong smoker and had this very crackly voice. And she was, hello. And I just said, oh, Gran. And as I heard her voice, I couldn't stop crying. I kept telling myself not to cry, but I was so stressed and wound up about it, and it kind of hit me after Danny had hung up just how big this event was. And she was going, pull yourself together. Don't you dare cry in front of the children. You know, pull yourself together. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and, you know, this is a woman who's come through a war, um, who rationed still to the, up until the day she died. She rationed the, the water out of her washing machine. She just recycled everything. Nothing got wasted. And just and also it was stiff upper lip. You don't show your weaknesses. You don't show your vulnerabilities. And I'll never forget her telling me to pull myself together and, and be there and be strong for the kids, even though I said to her they weren't in front of me. She was like, that doesn't matter. Just pull yourself together. <laughs> and I hung up from her and the next person I rang was my girlfriend, Fleur. And she and I kept saying, I kept priming myself before every conversation to hold it together. There's no need to cry. It is what it is. And of course, Fleur answered, hi, sweetheart. And as soon as I heard her voice, I just found myself choking. 
and she was like, what's the matter? What's the matter? And oh my gosh. And I could hear her put the, her hand over the phone and tell everybody to shush. I'm trying to speak to Kim, you know, trying to quiet and her husband and her children. And, and then I just said to her, Danny's been in a bomb. And she was like, it's okay. You know, we'll all, we'll all put our, you know, thoughts and prayers and, and we'll, we'll focus on this. He'll be fine, sweetheart. You know, he's really strong. And, and she was just giving me this beautiful little pep talk, talk where I, I felt great by the end of that conversation. And then I, the next call I made was to my girlfriend, Lizzie, who sadly had just lost her dad not long before that. And once again, primed myself, tried to de-stress myself. And then as soon as I heard her voice and her being all nice, I just went, Lizzie. And then she's just like, what? Now she just slid down the wall and started crying. All I said was Lizzie and she started crying and, and losing. And she just, she was, I just don't think she could handle any more bad news. And she just kept saying, please tell me Mara's okay. Please tell me everyone's okay. And so it was kind of cute hearing her voice and realizing I then calmed her down and just fascinating the way these women all responded. And the last call I made was to my mum. And, you know, again, primed myself, <laughs> rang my mom and I just went, mom. And I obviously had some sort of quivering or shake in my voice. And she just went, I'm on my way and hung up the phone. She didn't even ask. She just got in the car and came over. And I share this because each of us have a different stress response. Each of us respond to scenarios in different ways. And we may not even know how we respond until we're actually put in that situation. Now, thankfully, my dear husband did get out of there. He came home. And as part of our celebration, we um, we went to friend's place up in Whangaparaa Peninsula, just out of Auckland. And we had this dinner party. And finally at two o'clock in the morning, it was coming up Mother's Day. And the funny thing is, is all I'd said was when I got asked, what would I like for Mother's Day? I said, oh, I'd love nothing more than a day in bed. And that's what I honestly kept saying. My kids were little at that point. And, you know, you've got to be careful what you wish for because that night whilst celebrating at finally at two o'clock in the morning, we'd all had a little bit to drink. Fleur was the one that was driving us. But I've just put on my jacket to leave. And the guy who was hosting this dinner party was also quite inebriated, but also jumping up and down. And we were just dancing to all our favorite music. And just as I'd put my jacket on to move away, he tripped and this 120, 130 kilogram muscle guy just came flying at me. And I went flying backwards and my head cracked onto the corner of the ranch slider. And oh my gosh, I honestly thought I saw stars and I couldn't see for a second. And I remember just sitting there trying to hold my head. It was so sore. And of course I split my head open and there was blood starting to pour out everywhere. Sorry if you're listening to this and you're you're a bit queasy, but why I say that is because my husband stood up. He was also had, had quite a few little drinks. He stood up and as soon as he saw blood, he passed out. So he was no good to anybody, but he basically passed out and put himself into a little, you know, mini rest position. And then the most important thing for Fleur was to get me to the hospital. She could tell the cut was deep enough that we needed to get to the hospital. And thankfully, she was the one that hadn't been drinking. And, um, you know, when I say I'd been drinking, I'm not a great big drinker. I certainly can't drink a lot, but I, 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 I felt this, put it this way. So we got to the North Shore Hospital and, of course, the doctor and the nurse that met us at the car 
they saw Danny and the fuss was all over Danny. It's so funny just how much they wanted to take care of this international cricketer. It just cracked me up. Anyway, they finally took me in. I think I had about seven or eight stitches. Thank God for girlfriends. She wouldn't let them shave my head or my hair. And um, she just painfully, you know, made sure my the blood that was all dried, she soft, softened it all with a warm cloth and made it all okay for them to do to put the seven or eight stitches in. And of course, I then had my head strapped up and I got my wish. The next day was Mother's Day and I spent the day in bed. Um, so my point is, a <laughs> couple of points. Um, remember, we're all different in relation to stress, but our body all responds the same way in relation to stress. We have different types of stress. There's behavioral, emotional, mental, and physical stress. So, you know, behavioral stress can be things like eating too little or too much or Eating, drinking too much alcohol if you're, if you're stressed and people think they need a wine or something to take away the stress, fidgeting, fist clenching, nail biting, fast talking, smoking, like all those behavioral things can do that. And then there's the emotional stress, which is things like depression, listlessness, defensiveness, anger, mood swings, worry, and irrationality, which you would have heard in each of the responses um, with the beautiful five women that I rang. And then we can have mental stress, which causes such a restriction on concentration or our memory is not good or we get confused easily or we have racing thoughts, vivid erratic dreams. That can be a sign of mental stress. And of course, then there's physical stress, things like headaches, heart palpitations, cold hands, sweating, teeth grinding, indigestion, rapid breathing, muscle tension, weight loss or gain. Even skin disorders such as dermatitis and eczema can be stress responses. And so I'm just sharing this because in this day and age where we have so much stress and so many extra dimensions to stress with all the financial stresses going on for a lot of people and families, as well as our health stresses and the amount of people getting this really nasty virus and how people are recovering and thankfully and hopefully if they do. So I I guess what I wanted to share with you is is that stress is affecting all of us. And the biggest concern that I have around this whole pandemic, if you like, is the long-term effects of stress or the chronic stress associations that we are creating. And, you know, this new normal at some point for many people, like it's normal now to wear masks for a lot of people. It's normal now to self-isolate. It's normal to socially distance ourselves and, it's kind of freaky because in my humble opinion, I don't think any of those things are normal. It doesn't feel right. It might be temporary, but it doesn't feel right as humans to be socially distancing, um, self-isolating. I'm just talking about this from a social and an emotional point of view. It just It's not in our psyche. It's not in our makeup to to want to be you know separated from people we care about or worrying constantly about what ifs and what could be or maybe what we should be doing and so here we are in the middle of this big thing and my husband's stranded in india and i just i just got off the phone to him and we're so calm And I said to him, you know, what is it? Is it our years of experience of all the different times that you've been in these stressful situations? He's been through two bomb blasts and he's had other stressful situations, uh, particularly in 
and very sadly losing his sister. And, you know, there's, we lost our house. Like I could give you a number of things that have caused a lot of stress. Um, and even our marriage went through a lot of stress going through all of these times. And I guess, I guess the most important thing that I've learned from all of this is that it is what it is. And it gets more stressful if you put more meaning or more emotional attachment into the outcome or more fear or concern about what the outcome could be or more upset or remorse about what you should have done or could have done. And I just don't think it's serving any of us for us all to be contributing to the energy or the energetic vibration of fear, stress, and worry. I have to trust that my husband, as well as 9,000 other Australians and Kiwis stranded in India, will all at some point have the ability to get home. I also have to trust that my husband has taken care of himself and that he has boosted his immune system as much as possible, as you heard on his quick interview last week. Um, I have to trust that the people that he is under the care of are doing the right things. I have to trust that the biosecurity bubble that he's in is perfectly okay. And I have to trust that if, God forbid, he finds himself contracting this virus or any virus for that point, then we deal with the problem when it comes to hand. And that may sound, you know, all very good and well, but I truly do think that is how I operate and get through stressful situations. I use my oils. I have been taking lots of deep breaths. I try and keep myself in a parasympathetic dominant state rather than a sympathetic dominant state. I try to make sure I get to bed early. I try to make sure that I'm looking after myself in the best way so that if my kids are worried or family's worried, then I can be strong. I make sure that I'm keeping myself connected and around beautiful people. And I'm also making sure that I'm walking my talk so that when I teach in my self-love and wellness mentorship group or with my clients, I really am speaking with truth from where I'm sitting or experience from what I've been through, through when I do do it well. And I also share when I don't do it well. So my advice to you is this. If you have a loved one that's overseas or you're missing family, Thank God in this day and age that we have technology, that we can do instant texting, Zoom calls, house party chats, WhatsApp, video calls. We, we have access to all of this. And they didn't have that in the war days. They didn't have that um, when my grandmother was saw her husband go off to war for three years, probably only got a, a handful of letters over that time. And I just can't imagine what our forefathers and mothers have been through to get to this day and age where we're quite in a stressful situation again. And maybe this is a new way of looking at a worldwide war. It's a war against, could be seen as a war against a virus. Some say it's a war against control. Some say it's a war against our own humanitarian belief in what we're all here for or what we're all meant to learn from this or what's the greatest source or purpose in all of this. Again, I have no answers and I certainly know a number of beautiful souls that I look up to and love that are really fighting the good cause. And I know people that I care about also fighting an opposing thought and um, 
feelings around this cause, their cause. And I just sit here sometimes as the observer and I just hope in my heart of all hearts that I can just continue to be a great support. I can be there for my husband when he calls. I can be there for the people that, you know, may need some support. And I'm so grateful, so incredibly grateful and indebted to the fact that I have pushed myself to do a lot of personal growth, a lot of counseling, a lot of one-on-one work with people I consider my mentors and coaches that have really given me, I would say, my own little individuated superpower, which actually every single one of us has. And I think it's through the power of breath work and gratitude and self-care and self-love that we can all tap into that inner resource, that inner knowing that we can get through stressful situations or stressful news. I'm not saying you won't feel sad or you won't feel upset or that you're not deeply affected for the rest of your life if you've been really you know, affected by a tragedy or a trauma. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we all have the ability to pick ourselves up, to create a choice no matter what, no matter how bad it is, we have a choice every day on how we're going to choose to respond to that news or that trauma. And I think we need to allow ourselves and forgive ourselves and give ourselves no limit on time as to how long it takes us to work through our grief, our sorrow, our fears, our worries, our anxieties. And that's what I love about being human that we have the ability to connect through things like this, a podcast, or we have the ability to be part of mentorship groups or membership groups or free groups. Even online, we have that power and ability. And whilst some people may say social media is not good for us, I think we can all agree there's some incredibly profoundly beautiful parts of social media that allows us to feel that we belong, that we are worthy of belonging to something. So with my hand on heart and from my heart to yours, I just want to say no matter what stress you're feeling at the moment, whether it's related to this world situation we find ourselves in, whether it's a loss of job, maybe a loss of a loved one, maybe you're stressed or worried about what your children are feeling or going through, maybe it's a good idea not to have the news on if you've got young kids because You know, if you think about the media, it is based on creating fear, which we all have a sort of sick almost um, uh, addiction to. We we almost want to keep watching it. Um, The more you watch it, the more you want to keep watching it. And and so maybe one little piece of advice is to to turn the mainstream media off um, and certainly not have it on when your little ones are around because they may not be able to handle or process the fears or the things that they're being shown on primetime television, like the scenes that we're seeing out of India right now around the deaths, the hospitals, the suffering. Oh, my heart aches for for what all countries are going through in regards to any suffering, whether it's this disease or virus or whether it's another one. I just... Yeah, I just wish I could wave a magic wand and that we were all okay, as I'm sure you listening feels exactly the same. So to finish up today, I just wanted to say, you know, stress is a normal response. It's actually a helpful response for all of us. 
unless it becomes long-term chronic stress, which then creates dis-ease within the body. And I just, I'd love you to know that some of my greatest go-tos when I'm feeling stressed is definitely my essential oils. I love oils that help to relieve stress. My tops probably are oils like basil, bergamot, cedarwood, frankincense I love, lavender, geranium, Neroli is a beautiful anti-stress oil. Orange is so upbeat and happy and helpful. Rosemary for clear thinking. And another oil that's so good for making us feel more grounded is sandalwood. And as I mentioned to you, breath, breath is one of the greatest ways to support you to get through any stressful situation and creating some really good breathing habits or listening to podcasts on breath. There's so much of Wim Hof's work and I keep learning and listening to people that are really breath experts just to make sure I'm learning to become the better breather, which helps us through all stressful situations. It might be that, you know, if you can afford it and you can do it, that you can get to yoga classes or Pilates classes or do something that's got a more spiritual approach to it or maybe a more gentle or more structured exercising. Just move, get outside, walk, do things for yourself that make you feel good so that you have the robustness, the energy, the ability, the fight in you to handle stress when it's thrown to you. And I know that you will agree with me on this one, but getting a good night's sleep is definitely one of the best stress busters you'll ever come across because they say that most of us need between seven and eight hours a night, that the ideal temperature for a good night's sleep is between 18 and 23 degrees Celsius, that we need to rest our brains. Some of you may find that a white white noise app is a really good thing to have Um, you know, either on your phone once you've switched it to airplane mode, um, you know, have that in the background just to help get this rhythm into your thinking. But sometimes, you know, it's just really good to make sure you create good bedtime rituals, which is something that I always do no matter what's happening. Always do a little lavender compress or I'll always put a drop of lavender on the pillow. I'll put my magnesium and CBD hemp oil um, and lavender oil on my feet or my instant calm blend, just little things like that. And when anyone's staying in the house, I'll use the diffuser or I'll use compresses for all of them as well. I just try and keep myself in a ritual focused mindset where I keep taking care of myself. And if you've read The Art of Self-Love, you'll know that self-care is the second step after self-awareness. When you're aware there's a problem, when you're aware you're stressed, when you're aware you're going through a tough time, self-awareness is the first and foremost most important thing. And then self-care is the next most important thing to help support you through that. I know that visualizations or prayer, meditation is fantastic for me. Music, music is a brilliant place for me to de-stress. I've been known to bop around here in the house or in this office a number of times with music cranked to the core just for one song, just to give me some energy and some change of focus for my head space to, to just alter the way I feel. Getting into nature is something, you know, walking down to the beach. I'm so fortunate. And as Danny said last week in his interview in the Quickie, he really did say how lucky we are in Australia and New Zealand. And I know I have a number of listeners from all around the world on this podcast. And I just want to say hand on heart how how we do think we're lucky. We know we're lucky and we're just sending you our love 
and affection and strength and and belief that we're all going to get through this. I know that I've mentioned it many times and you'll agree with me that, you know, moving my body, but also eating well, nourishing my body from the inside out is one of the most important things to keep your mind, your body, your heart, your soul, at least as robust as possible. Laughter is always a good thing, which is why I love great comedies. Sometimes that's what I do watch on a Netflix or Stan or something like that. I'll find myself a comedy or just something. One of my favorites is Schitt's Creek. I can watch that one over and over again. It just makes me laugh. Or I love watching someone like Ricky Gervais. He's amazing with that humanity show of his on Netflix. And then I love watching documentaries like Darren Brown, who talks about mindset and how powerful the mind is. And he does all of those hypnosis things because I'm really passionate about how we can relax our mind and also how we can tap into the unconscious mind to consciously change our unconscious thoughts and patterns and behaviors. And sometimes that is one of the best things we could do for ourselves. So on that note, my lovely listener, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in each week and thank you for being part of my world and allowing me to share my love of the beautiful humans I get to interview for this show. I get to talk about my beautiful family, extended family, my friends. I get to introduce you to some remarkable people, as I said, but I also get to share with you my loves and passions. And you know what? Sometimes it's not perfect, this podcast. Sometimes it's not always well scripted or whatever, but like our Up for a Chat podcast, I really love the free flow and I really enjoy coming to you with my heart open and my desire, my one desire for this podcast is that we all become way more in touch with the power and love of self-love. I do believe it's the foundation for all things. I do believe when you care for yourself and love yourself, you will then be a better version of yourself, which means you're able then to help others more powerfully, more profoundly, and you get to then make a difference. But without our own health, without our own ability to love who we are, then I really do question, I really question how we ever stay truly, fully healthy when we're not making ourselves and our self-care and our health a priority. So if nothing else, my biggest takeaway hopefully for you today is that stress is a part of life. Situations like my husband being stranded in India is a part. It might not be the same story, but a lot of us find ourselves with situations we'd rather not have. And I can tell you this, there's a lot of people out there, maybe you're one of them listening to this, who are a hell of a lot worse off than, you know, being parted by someone who's in a biosecurity bubble in, in a pretty hard place right now. And I, I just want to reach out to you and say, I see you, I hear you, I honor you, I respect you. And I sincerely hope that the little messages in here the, the joy and the laughter maybe even around our different responses, those five beautiful women in my life, how they all responded to that stressful news is <laughs> just so powerfully poignant that there are so many different perspectives, so many different ways of looking at a situation. So with that in mind, my sweethearts, if you're not sick of me yet after all of these shows and certainly after today's podcast, then I would be honored, humbled to see you at my Essential Self-Care Weekend, my live weekend, one here on the Sunshine Coast in Australia uh, in August and the other one in country Victoria in Echuca in October. 
And we're even thinking of live streaming that one. So if you're keen for that, then let me know and I'll make sure that if you can't get here, then maybe, just maybe, it would be nice for you to tune in for a weekend and get the lessons and learnings and watching it via your little screen in your part of the world, wherever you are. Thank you so much for all your five-star ratings. Thank you so, so much for those beautiful comments and feedback on the reviews that you give me on iTunes and also for going to the Facebook page, Kim Morrison Facebook page or the Kim Morrison 28 uh, Instagram page. I really do truly appreciate you being a part of my world. Take care, guys. Look after yourself. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.